Why do we never believe them? These people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go onto Google and go into the news section and then type in died suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within the, that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so it's the vaccine might be causing this. Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccines. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blank. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because, look, if people understood what was in the vaccine, they'd go apeshit. It's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this, and something needs to be said. Somebody needs to look into it. I talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. Why is Bill Gates involved in public health? And why does public health spend the first part telling you how the world is overpopulating? And at first glance, this is a bit scary. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a, that's a 12 sigma event, one in 800 years, 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculated that. It's apocalyptic. I thought he was protected with that Pfizer. There's a huge part of me that feels a responsibility for everything that's happened. I'm so sorry. The doctor, after a while, came out and said, your son's dead, you can go home now. <clears throat> Who knows? Young people are dying these days. said to Mr. Hirschman, this is different, this isn't normal, is it? And he said, absolutely not. The dead can't speak for themselves, so therefore, I have to speak for them. We're connecting dots here. You know, there's no way that that type of obstruction would not cause stroke, heart failure. My sister died. Uh, she was 58, and she died suddenly on Friday of a heart attack. They will do with you what they feel like doing to you. It's the new bullet, it's the new missile, it's the new form of warfare. I wanted people to understand that we're in a fifth-generation warfare for the heart and the mind. This is the greatest orchestrated die-off in the history of the world. There's most definitely evil in this world, and evil like we could not possibly imagine. Stand up and proudly say, God bless you. 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 God bless you.
God damn, that's a jam. Love that song. I just realized that that was the radio edit of that song, which uh, I didn't intend to do, but it's kind of funny. They bleeped out the N-word, um, which I am not, uh, I'm not opposed to the use of the N-word, but in fact, I don't normally say N-word, except Matt doesn't let me say the actual word. Um because he's not racist, basically, I think is the answer. Hope Matt's listening right now. He is down in um, Joshua Tree. Yes. Doesn't it? I mean, Joshua Tree, when I was a kid, was the, uh, like, climbing, hippie, kind of camping, do mescaline, uh, backpacking excursion destination. It seems, when you get older, that it's, like this Airbnb, super trendy, um, still do mescaline, uh, just kind of adult place to go, like a bougie place almost. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. We'll have to call Matt in a minute and ask him what it's like. Um, I also got to apologize to him for his kitchen smelling like gasoline. I went over there to grab some equipment to do this podcast because I actually am on my own vacation here in lovely Nashville, Tennessee, which I got to say, I am, I've been here for all of hmm, three, four hours and I like it. I like it. Not bad, Nashville. Well done. My hat is off to you. Uh, We'll see what the daylight brings, but so far we stopped at a brewery called Tailgate, I believe, and uh, had some good food, some good uh, beer. I actually had a cider, but that's not normally my go-to. Anyways, I'm not going to explain myself. Uh, So, yeah, anyways, I had to go into Matt's house and grab some stuff, this microphone and a couple cables and things to to take on the trip to do this, and uh, may have turned the odor in his house to one of gasoline, which is not the worst odor in the world. Um, so, uh, you know, let's call him right now. Let's just see if he's, if we wait too long, Matt will be asleep because uh, he's been on mescaline all day and I'm sure all he needs is a, a nap right now. So let's just see, let's see what this guy's up to. We're doing this a little bit uh, lo-fi. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Put the phone right up to the mic. I can't actually tie in. It's not looking good. It is almost 8 o'clock. This is Matt. All right. Well, I guess that's not happening. Maybe he'll call us later. Um, I had a whole bunch of stuff planned out to talk to you all about today. Uh, we'll see where this goes. I may or may not get to it. Um, because I came across this article that I felt like I just had to read. We'll see. I bet it actually ties into to, uh, what I was planning on saying. So... God, it'd be a bummer if I didn't get to tell the story of the gasoline at Matt's house, though. 
Maybe I'll tell anyway. Oh, we'll we'll remember. Um, actually, before I get into the article, um, something occurred to me this morning at 4 a.m. when we were driving to the airport in San Leandro. Uh, the driving situation in the East Bay of California is. It's borderline third world. It's not good. And there are reasons for that that may or may not be obvious. Um, but I'm not going to go into it because it's not the point of me bringing it up. I was driving the family to the airport, and it's the BCOD, right? We are coming up to a light. And Gertrude tells me, hey, don't do your free driving thing here in San Leandro because people here are not paying attention. They're, they will, it's just not a safe place to do that. And if you all recall, the, the episode that we recorded that we called Free Driving is for Everyone was titled that because free driving is for everyone. It's not just for me and Matt in our familiar small town with driving habits that uh, surrounding us, other people's driving habits that we would be comfortable with and easily able to, able to predict. No, free driving is for everyone. And let me explain. You can practice free driving in San Leandro. You can practice free driving in Mexico. You can practice it in India. You can practice it in Bangladesh. You can practice it anywhere that there is driving. In fact, you could practice it anywhere that there is vehicles. It doesn't even have to be on paved surfaces because the principles of free driving, God, I wish Matt was here to hear me say this because I know he would be just nodding his head along with me right now. The principles of free driving state that you must above, well, above all else, you, you get to where you need to get to as efficiently as possible without putting yourself or anyone else in danger. That includes getting a ticket, getting pulled over, doing something stupid that could land you in jail, because that, that does cause harm to yourself. So it's the non-aggression principle, really, if you think about it. No harm to yourself, no harm to others, down to inconveniencing anyone else. You do not want to inconvenience anyone else in your own pursuit of efficiency and getting you from point A to point B to your destination as efficiently as possible. So put yourself in this scenario in San Leandro. It's the middle of the night. You're BCOD, as they say. No one says that. You see a car approaching. Or let's say you see a red light. No cars anywhere. You pull up to the light. You check to make sure that it is safe. Then you proceed. If, you, if there's a car barreling down out of nowhere, it is your responsibility to notice that. And if you're in an unfamiliar city, then maybe you should be on a little bit higher alert. If you're in Calcutta, you should maybe be looking not just for speeding cars. Maybe donkeys are in the road. Maybe there's a family on a scooter. Okay, these are the things you might not be used to seeing in your comfortable town. So, it doesn't matter where you practice it. If you're driving through the desert on off-road, you still need to practice the principles of free driving. It's just, it's the only way to drive. In fact, if you are not practicing this at this point, uh, you should be ashamed of yourselves. And um, maybe, maybe make a, a point. Tell yourself tonight, as you're listening to this, that... The next time you have an opportunity to safely and courteously run a red light, then do it. I'm not saying, you know, next red light you come to, but the next time that you are 100% sure that you're not going to get pulled over, you're not going to inconvenience anyone, and then it's totally safe, I think you should run that red light. All right? It's time. It's time to get out the fence. If you've been hearing us talking about it, you've been thinking about it, now is the time. All right. Enough said on that topic. So this article was from The Intercept, 
titled Truth Cops. When I first read that, I thought it said Truth Core, C-O-R-P-S, which would also be a very good title for this article. I'm actually disappointed that it's Truth Cops. I just caught that. Anyways, leaked documents outline the DHS's plan to police disinformation. DHS, of course, being the Department of Homeland Security, which you will recall was created in the aftermath of 9-11 in order to combat, well, terrorism. This was written by Ken Klippenstein and Lee Fang. The Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its effort to curb speech it considers dangerous, an invitation by The Intercept has found. Years of internal DHS memos, emails, and documents obtained via leaks and ongoing lawsuit, as well as public documents, illustrate an expansive effort by the agency to influence tech platforms. The work, much of which remains unknown to the American public, came into clearer view earlier this year when DHS announced a new disinformation governance board, a panel designed to police misinformation, which is known as false information spread unintentionally, disinformation, which is false information spread intentionally, and I hadn't heard this one, malinformation. That one slipped through the cracks on my end. Factual information shared, typically out of context, with harmful intent that allegedly threatens U.S. interests. Who could forget the Mary Poppins of cringe that was uh, the head of this board? Um, that, that's me, not in the article. Uh, and the article goes on to re- remind us, um, while the board was widely ridiculed, immediately scaled back, and then shut down, no doubt in part to Mary Poppins' cringeworthiness, within a few months, other initiatives are underway as DHS pivots to monitoring social media now that its original mandate, the war on terror, has been wound down. Think about that. Let me read that last sentence again. Its original mandate, the war on terror, has been wound down. God forbid a government agency ever get shut down. I mean, you could have the government agency on, let's say, um, you, no, you could have the government agency on a meteor that was running into Earth. The only purpose for this agency was to destroy this one meteor. They would destroy the meteor, and then they would never shut down that agency. The agency would continue to exist for some other reason. Well, we're obviously going to have more meteors, okay? You could have the governmental agency on... The year 2023. The only reason this agency was put into place was to deal with the year 2023. Come 2024, that agency would still be in place dealing with 2024 because obviously we have to deal with everything that comes after that. There is no... You can't think of an example of an agency being put into place that they would actually solve the problem that they were working to solve and then that would be taken out of commission. Okay? So we no longer need the war on terror, the the Department of Homeland Security, to battle the war on terror. I mean, presumably, because we are not dealing with terrorist attacks. But they can't shut it down, right? Now, there could still be terrorist threats out there, but we hear about what a great job the FBI is doing to thwart those, even though every time they've ever thwarted and... uh, intended terrorist attack, it turns out the FBI was actually involved in it. In fact, pretty much anything the FBI does, we learn later that turns out they were actually involved in it. Anyways, we're getting a little bit off topic there. I just find that uh, sentence just so telling about what the government does. It starts as a small little check on power. It's supposed to be there to protect people's rights. 
next thing you know, you have this department and that department and the Department of Education and the Environmental Protection Agency. And then because we had this terrorist attack on our soil, now we have the Department of Homeland Security. And none of these things ever go away. The, the New Deal that was established to help people, allegedly help people uh, recover from the Great Depression, all of those programs still in place today. We come up with new programs that do the exact same thing as the old programs. I'm totally going off on a tangent. I didn't mean to go off on, but anyways, you get my point. Okay, the article goes on. Behind closed doors and through pressure on private platforms, the U.S. government has used its power to try to shape online discourse. According to meeting minutes and other records appended to a lawsuit filed by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, a Republican who is also running for Senate, discussions have ranged from the scale and scope of government intervention in online discourse to the mechanics of streamlining takedown requests for falsely or intentionally misleading information. So that is to say, even though they have shuttered the Disinformation Governance Board, there is still this pressure going on behind the scenes on private platforms. The article continues, quote, Platforms have got to get comfortable with government. It's really interesting how hesitant they remain. End quote, says Microsoft executive Matt Matterson, a former DHS official, texted Jen Esterly, a DHS director, in February. Can you believe that? Platforms have got to get comfortable with government. It's really interesting how hesitant they remain. Isn't it? Golly. I mean... Private businesses just really need to get comfortable with government. What the hell is their problem, right? Meanwhile, they tell us that they are uh, in support of free speech, that they are a private company that can do what they want. But no, turns out they have got to get comfortable with government. Doesn't that just say it all? Just like every other big corporation, if you want to succeed, if you want to be an elite business, you got to get comfortable with government. And they're not even hiding it anymore. I mean, it's, it's as if, it's almost as if crony capitalism is replacing capitalism in America. Wow. In a March meeting, Laura Demlo, an FBI official, warned that the threat of subversive information on social media could undermine support for the U.S. government. Demlo, according to the notes of the discussion attended by senior executives from Twitter and J.P. Morgan Chase, interesting that they were involved in this meeting, stressed that we need a media infrastructure that is held accountable. Hmm. Accountable. Held accountable to what? And why the hell would J.P. Morgan Chase be involved in that? Goes on. We do not coordinate with other entities when making content moderation decisions, and we independently evaluate context in line with the Twitter rules, a spokesperson for Twitter wrote in a statement to The Intercept. Hmm. That's what they say. Well, I don't know. Have, I, that may be true for Twitter. Um, we know it's not true for Facebook. Because Mark Zuckerberg told, was it Joe Rogan? That the FBI came to them and told them not to publish anything about the Hunter Biden laptop story, saying that it was Russian disinformation. That's what the FBI told them, that that story was not true, that it was Russian disinformation. Remember that goes on. There is also a formalized process for government officials to directly flag on Facebook or Instagram and request that it be throttled or suppressed through a special Facebook portal that requires a government or law enforcement email to use. At the time of the uh, at the time of writing, the content request system at facebook.com/xtakedowns/login is still live. Let's double check. Facebook.com slash takedowns copy paste and 
requests secure access to the Facebook content request system. This portal is for onboard partner requests pertaining to content issues on Facebook and Instagram. If you are an onboard partner, please put your request through the porthole. Seems it's still there. DHS and Meta. The parent company of Facebook did not respond to a request for comment. The FBI declined to and the FBI declined to comment. How's that? <laughs> the DHS has its own private login to Facebook. And apparently FBI as well. How do you like that? So, what are they doing? They're going on to social media to look for what? Disinformation? Like, I don't know, maybe a false uh, narrative about a news story? Like, I don't know, let's just pick one at random. How about Hunter Biden's laptop? They're looking for false information on that? Doesn't seem like they need to log into Facebook to find that. Homeland Security's mission, the article continues, to fight disinformation stemming from concerns about Russian influence in the 2016 presidential election began taking shape during the 2020 election and over efforts to shape discussions around vaccine policy during the coronavirus pandemic. Documents collected by The Intercept from a variety of sources, including current officials and public av publicly available reports, reveal the evolution of more active measures by the DHS. According to the draft copy of DHS's Quadrennial Homeland Security Review, DHS capstone report outlining the department's strategy and priorities in the coming years, the department plans to target inaccurate information on a wide range of topics, including, and this, this is great, <clears throat> listen to this list, the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic and the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines, racial justice, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the nature of U.S. support to Ukraine. <clears throat> Interesting that all of the things that they're looking into happen to be the things that are threatening to the current regime that's in power. They're not going to uh, look into false allegations about things Donald Trump said. They're not going to look into false allegations about climate change. They're not going to look into anything that goes against the current allowable opinion, the mainstream narrative. They're going to look into topics about the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I guarantee you that doesn't mean people that are claiming it was not a lab leak. They're going to look into people that are claiming it was a lab leak. That's what that means. The efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines. They are not going on to social media to monitor people who might be giving the falsehood that the COVID-19 vaccine, for one, is actually a vaccine, for two, that it works, that's what they meant by efficacy of the vaccines, or three, that it causes harm. Did I get all that right? They're not going to be looking into the actual truth about those things. They're going to be looking into people who are going against the narrative, once again. Racial justice. Huh? What? What the hell does that mean? This is their quote. On the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, the efficacy and racial justice, inaccurate information on racial justice, what could that possibly mean? Oh, maybe they're going to look into Jesse Smollett. Oh, that, okay, now I get it. Um, withdrawal from Afghanistan and the nature of U.S. support to Ukraine. I mean, it just couldn't be any more naked what the purpose for this intervention into social media is. Oh, God, in this paragraph, this is great. The challenge is particularly acute in marginalized communities, the report states, which are often the targets of false or misleading information, such as a false information on voting procedures targeting people of color. Did you know that you could go into Facebook and target marginalized communities? I find that kind of interesting. 
So I can make an ad, and I can ask the algorithm to please target people in marginalized communities. Do you, how do you think they do that? Do they do it by your address? Am I targeting people just of an address? It doesn't seem like that sophisticated of an algorithm. I mean, I could probably do that just with, you know, just some random website probably offers that zip code marketing or something, right? It's got to be more than that. So what else are they looking for? Are they looking for the habits of people that they presume to be marginalized? Are they looking for the things that they like to share, the lifestyle that they like to partake in? Doesn't that seem a little racist? Doesn't that, isn't that a little uncomfortable that I can go to Facebook and say, could you please, mar could you please target these type of people? I don't know. And I'm not making a judgment about those people at all. I'm, I'm saying it's weird that Facebook has figured out who those people are with this algorithm, and then you can go advertise to them based on probably some racist... <laughs> like boxes that get checked in however this algorithm algorithm works. Anyways, the inclusion of the 2021 U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan is particularly noteworthy, given that House Republicans, should they take the majority in the midterms, have vowed to investigate. This makes Benza ben Benzaghi, Benghazi look like a much smaller issue, said Representative Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana, a member of the Armed Services Committee, adding that finding answers will be a top priority. There you go. Clearly what they're doing has nothing to do with truth, but just bolstering their side, who they presume to be on their team, which right now is the Democrats and the shitty Republicans, which is pretty much all of Congress, I guess. So, uh, anyways, it is just, uh, it just seems pretty clear. It's a long article. I haven't even gotten to the end of it myself, but I would recommend reading it um, for those who are interested. Um, you know, all that is to say, I've, I've been struggling with a, a concept lately. Um, this idea of the destruction of America, what appears to be the planned demolition of America, America the beautiful, right? Not America the geographical location on a map, um, but the, the principles, the idea that, that is America. Um, and I kind of touched on it in a previous podcast. Uh, I, I'm, I'm compelled to maybe go into a, in a little bit more um, detail here. What, what happened in America was nothing short of the greatest miracle in the history of governance. This concept that men could govern themselves and did not need a ruler, a, a, a king, is something that it, it worked. It, was a, it wasn't perfect, but it was the best thing that had ever happened to a group of people in America. I mean, in, in the world, in the history of the world. And ever since then, other countries have tried to emulate it because it's just so obviously fantastic it just it rings with truth the idea that you are your own sovereign individual a king has no power to tell you what to think how to speak to take away your right i'm just i'm going down the bill of rights here take away your your ability to defend yourself or defend others um, from what you see as right and wrong, um, to, to tell a government, no, you cannot have access to my home, that you cannot just stop me and, and harass me. Um, you know, if you do accuse me of something, I, um, I'm not obligated to incriminate myself, and I'm obligated to a trial, 
and I should be able to confront, you know, all this stuff that that is the basis, the best parts of the Constitution. And don't leave out the, I can't leave out the Declaration of Independence. I mean, what was said in there, I mean, just summed it all up so perfectly. Anyways, it's it's so beautiful and it's so true that anyone that hears it realizes how great it is. And it didn't take long for um, corrupt leaders to co-opt that and try to use that for their own gain and to try to just, you know, trick people into um, following their lesser than form of government, which happened all over the world. A lot of places did well and, and succeeded. And actually, you know, some places had done well before America came along in, in similar ways. But um, not trying to give everyone a history lesson here. I'm just saying that what happened in America was just the most beautiful thing that had ever happened in terms of governance. And it took about 30 minutes before it just started tarnishing the rust began to form and eventually started to road away and erode away what happened was the people in power didn't want to be confined and have their power limited and that's why ben franklin said you got yourself a republic it's yours if you can keep it because all the people that were in power who just wanted more and more power you know the first guy george washington did not want to keep power. He stepped down to show everyone like a like a divinely inspired prophet. This is how you do it. You don't go after power. You and he warned, you know, all those guys warned us about um what was coming. They knew that how fragile this thing was. And it just deteriorated and deteriorated and deteriorated over the years because the government got bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what is the problem. That's why we are all suffering what we're suffering is because the state has grown. And as the state grows, we are our lives become more and more filled with the state. And the people that want to get power, they need to grow the state in order to get more power, take more of our money, take more of our stuff, tell us what we can and can't do, make us get a license to do things like paint someone's fingernails, that just seeps in and seeps in and seeps in, and we don't seem to have the appetite to want it to get out. And now it's it's coming to a head, and it's boiling over, and we're we're just inundated um, to the point where it it seems like all hope is lost. However, I believe that there is hope. I believe that. And I, I don't know, I'm not going to be able to um, put this into words very well, I don't think. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I don't know that I understand it. Tennessee whiskey. Um, but something, <clears throat> it seems to me that something good is happening. The support for the Second Amendment from our Supreme Court is really, really positive and surprising. And I came across this article in the greatest newspaper in the world, the Epic Times, actually a video article, um, which Epic TV is pretty cool. You guys should go over to their website. <laughs> Why the hell are they not paying us for advertising? Um, you should go over and check out their uh, Epic TV website. They got a lot of cool videos. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna play this and then I'll talk about it. But um, this is uh, shoot I didn't write the guy's name down. But this guy's talking about how gun control may just go away. Uh, it says roughly two weeks later, Breitbart News back when they had the ruling pointed to a Washington Times article suggesting the Bruin decision puts all types of gun control in the crosshairs of gun rights groups. The New York Times paraphrased Justice Clarence Thomas's emphasis on the importance on the important decision like Bruin, McDonald v. Chicago, District of Columbia v. Heller, 2008, saying, quote, the test courts must apply, um, the test that courts must apply is whether a firearms restriction 
would have seemed responsible to the founding generation that crafted and ratified the Second Amendment. If not, the law must give way to the Constitution. Keep in mind, folks, people say, of course, a lot of people say, of course, that, um, you know, the founding fathers, again, they were talking about muskets, they were talking about old weapons, uh, and they're saying that, you know, you don't need a 50 caliber rifle to shoot a deer. I think that was something that, you know, in New York is one of the big arguments. They're not about shooting deer, folks, let's put it that way. You know, the founding fathers made it clear that the purpose of the right to bear arms is to defend the rights of the citizenry against the potential the potential risk of tyranny from foreign powers or from your own government. Uh, the nature of the right to bear arms is the last threshold to defend the freedom that Americans are given against any kind of tyranny. This is not about shooting deer, it's about shooting tyrants. And that was the way it was written and in context of the fact that the Founding Fathers were literally a large group of insurrectionists who fought against the largest, most powerful army in the world and won. Uh, incredible stories, some of which are not properly told. You know, Yeah, re listen to the rest of that. It's, it's great. The, I love the point that he makes there that uh, foreign and domestic uh, threats, and that I love hearing the story about the Japanese... Hesit being very hesitant to invade the mainland of the United States, knowing that every person was armed. <laughs> they certainly were not in Imperial Japan. Um, anyways, he goes on to say that the, uh, yeah, that it looks like the Supreme Court is poised to turn down, to uh, roll back every gun control law that's on the books. If that happens, I mean, it, what a humongous victory for this limited government constitution that we were given, right? And I don't know. It just seems like the Supreme Court is, is working behind the scenes, and I don't know why, and I don't know, you know how, why we got so lucky to have them there, but... Um, it's you look at the also here's another good point all of the tr trump appointee judges and he appointed a lot um in the federal courts have been ruling over and over again recently on the side of the first amendment that is huge right that's just as big as this what i was just saying about the second amendment and I'm thinking Trump, there's no way Trump just knew that they were going to be good judges on that, right? The guy's a bloviating imbecile. There's just, he just, it, it doesn't make sense to me that Trump is the one that gave us these brilliant judges who are defending our freedom. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the one thing that he knew. But it just seems to me like there's some invisible hand working in the background to through the courts, which is a brilliant way to go, because the courts are more difficult to politicize than the rest of the of the federal government. They're working through the courts to try and save America. Um, another one is this abortion ruling from the Supreme Court. I. Matt and I don't usually talk about abortion. We've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's not something I really like to talk about. But if the definition of abortion starts including one-year-olds and two-year-olds, yes, I will talk about murdering children. Okay, And I know that pro-life people believe that all abortion is murdering children. I don't want to paint with such a broad brush, but generally speaking, that's what they believe. And pro-choice people generally think that it's not. Right? No one can argue that a two-year-old being aborted is murder. Okay? Well, somewhere between conception and nine months, there is a change that happens. And in California, they just passed a law making it legal basically up to the day that you give birth to abort your baby. Um, I just said I didn't want to talk about abortion. Here I am. It's because we were talking about it earlier today. And now I'm just rehashing 
what I was saying earlier. Anyways, not the point of bringing it up. The point is that the the ruling uh, was the correct ruling according to the Constitution, right? Do what you want in California. Do what you want in Tennessee. Move to the place that you want to live and be happy. And actually, in this election that we just had, you don't see, it's not like every red state all of a sudden made it completely illegal and every blue state made it like California did, the other extreme. Um, but that's the right thing to do. Another victory for the Constitution. I have to play this clip because it's just hilarious. I don't, I, I don't mean to just go down the abortion, the abortion, abortion debate rabbit hole, but I found this clip of Bill Burr talking about abortion that I thought was just classic. Pro-choice always made sense to me because I don't like people telling me what to do. And I was just like, it's your body. Who the fuck am I to tell you what to do with your body? So that always made sense. All right. However, I still think you're killing a baby. See, that's where it gets weird. It's not a baby yet. That's what they say, which may or may not be true. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I'll tell you, my gut tells me that doesn't make sense. It's not a baby yet. That would be like if I was making a cake and I poured some batter in a pan and I put it in the oven and then five minutes later you came by and you grabbed the pan, you threw it across the floor and I went, what the fuck, he just ruined my birthday cake. And then you were like, well, that wasn't a cake yet. It's like, well, it would have been. If you didn't do what you just did, there would have been a cake in 50 minutes. Something happened to that cake, you cake murdering son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. So good. So good. So, anyways, it seems to me like there's something going on out there that is very positive and it is being handled by some elites, uh, some, dare I say, natural elites who are out there working behind the scenes to save the American values that we all, um, the whole world has a, a, owes a great debt of thanks to. So, uh, kind of a short pod. I'm going to leave it right there. I want to, um, go back to my Tennessee whiskey and, um, leave you all with that message of hope. I know it's not, uh, what you're used to hearing. From, from me and Matt, but, um, you know, every once in a while, you have to take what the universe is putting out there. You got to take a minute and just accept um, that maybe things aren't exactly as you expected, that you anticipated them to be, that things, that not that you're wrong, not that, I, that Matt and I have been wrong, but um, there is, there's reason to hope, and, um, I don't know, I think that, uh, even though we didn't see this big red wave that was supposed to wash in and save everybody in this last, uh, election, I'm not sure that was, that was the, the salve that we needed. That wasn't the, the right medicine anyways. You know, like, take, for example, Dr. Oz losing to Fetterhead. I mean, is that what you want? That's the salvation you're looking for? Oh, but we need to have the 51, 50, whatever number of votes in the in the Senate. At what cost? Like, what are you willing to, to trade for that? You're going to have a, just a complete phony... There just so that you can say that we have the, the the majority. That's not the hope that I'm looking for. I'm looking for actual change, actual actually going back to what made America great, what will save us all, the thing that we all need in order to be able to finally get back to the things that matter, like your family and your career and your stop worrying all the time about this just these demons that are trying to to destroy us ah!
over when I go out drinking. Oh, making my mind slow. That's why I don't f with the big four. Oh, bro, I got to maintain. Cause it's like me, it's going insane. Insane in the membrane. 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 Too much on the cover now, it's time for the blubber. Blabber to watch that belly get fat. A fat boy on a diet. Don't try it. I check your ass like a looter in a riot. Black Blue.